0: Well, it's great to be in the house of God. Like I said, every week is is your time to refuel, recharge, because we need to be recharged and refueled for the days that are ahead of us, the days that we're living in. We're living in very interesting times, and uh, we need to be aware of what is going in our times. You know, I often have conversations with people uh, Even from other churches, we've had them online, even uh, sent to this church. We had someone from America listening to us the other week and said, thank you so much for sharing the truth. Thank you for exposing the the works of the enemy, that you're actually saying what's really happening in our world. I just pray that more churches will do that. We need to know where we're going. We need to know where we're at. And, um, you know, over the last few weeks, we've had the uh, culture wars explaining some of that stuff to you. But we we'll starting a new series today called The Great Reset. This title has been thrown around a lot, as you would know. And uh, we'll be getting into that in a minute. But I think it's important that we understand the times we live in and understand that you're not gonna know what's going on unless you read your Bible. We need to read the Word of God. We need to be studiers of it. Not just like I've read it once. You know, some people have had that uh, thought, oh, I read it as a kid. You know, I look at it every so often on a Sunday when we uh, bring out the Scripture verses. We need to be studiers of the Word. If you read the Word, you'll know exactly what's going on. You won't be fearful. I'm telling you, if you understand what God, God is about to do in this world, you will not be fearful. You're just seeing the effects of the opposition because there is an enemy at work. Hosea 4, six says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We need to be ready, we need to be aware that we can be a hope, a voice to others that have no clue what's going on. Let me just pray this morning before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Father, we thank you that you've written everything in your word that we need to know for life, to live life. God, your whole plan is revealed in your word. And Father, we thank you that you reveal it to us. Thank you, God, you've shown us And as we come together, we can live that together, as you've called it to be. Father, your your word is perfect, and we thank you, God. And we pray that, God, we live out of your word each day. We give you all the glory and all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Awesome. Well, if you want to turn with your Bibles, I'm going to start in a passage of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, which is uh, a very... Uh, verse that's very kind of uh, about the days we're living in right now. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) 2 Timothy 3, 1 says, Know this, also that in the last days grievous times will be at hand. For men will be self-lovers, money lovers, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, unyielding, false accusers, Without self-control, savage, despisers of good, traitors, reckless, puffed up lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power of it, even turn away from these things. As you look at that passage, you can see that's very true to what is happening right now in our world. And Paul starts off by saying, know this. See, this, the Bible itself wants you to know these things so you are prepared for when these things take place that you will not freak out, but you'll know God has got it all under hand. God has got it all prepared for us. Know all this. These are certainly signs of the days we live in. It's the signs of what the Bible talks as the last days. You know, we're seeing a battle emerge between good and evil right now. You know, we often watch the movies, don't we, love to see good win. And I'm telling you, good will win. We're seeing... Uh, ugly side of evil raising its head right now throughout the world but I want to tell you we're on the winning side amen and you need to be confident in that and know and that's why you can still smile through times of tribulation and times of trouble we can still smile because there is a real battle going on there is a real battle going on but it's a battle of deception it's a battle of lies that you know the enemy is very cunning because he doesn't just come out and show himself as he is. He works in stealth. He works through people. He works through organizations. He works all through many ways. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the world's rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is what's happening right now. Now, that phrase, the Great Reset, is being brought to life by the World Economic Forum. Who's aware of the World Economic Forum? Let me just see, just so I know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get to know about because they're making themselves really well known right now. The World Economic Forum is a group of uh, all sorts of elites from all sorts of areas. From we've had uh, presidents, prime ministers, politicians, uh, elites in the whole banking industry. In all areas of life, for over 50 years, they've been working on a plan for our future, which is not a godly plan, which is not a godly future. They want to take total control over the world, and as I showed a couple of weeks ago, some of the clips of uh, Yuval Noah Harari talking about hacking the brains of humans, and uh, they actually want to take control over us by turning us into what the term is transhumanism it's a connection between computers and humans. This is the plan they have for us. Uh, it's, It's sort of like science fiction, but it's so real because we know they have the ability to do some of this stuff now. But this is what one of his statements he said in one of his videos was, we will become gods. How arrogant is that? We will become gods. This is the reset that Satan wants. This is the reset that he tried in the garden. Against God's command, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16, we read uh, it says, "Jehovah God commanded the man, saying, "You may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die." And then we go down to verse chapter three, verse five. In Genesis it says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's." isn't that interesting knowing good and evil and it goes on to say and when the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was pleasing to the eyes and the tree and a tree to be desired to make wise she took of its fruit and ate she also gave her husband with it and also ate so here we see right back in the garden of eden the devil working his schemes he wanted them to be like gods and also we hear now you know noah Harari, um, saying, we will become like gods. The devil himself, Satan, wants to be like God. He wants to be the highest. He wants it to be that, but that's not going to work out. He knows his end is near, and he's out to take out as many people as he can with it. Now, this is why it's all done in deception. Most people surveyed don't believe. Uh, in America, there was quite a high percentage of people who didn't believe that there was even a real devil, Satan that there's even a real God in some cases. They just think it's a fictitious character that we see in cartoons, a little man running around in a red suit and horns and things like that. And that's exactly what the devil would love you to think because it gives him freedom to work as he wants because nobody believes him. Nobody believes anything is in play. But as we see in this account, um, there is a fight going on in the heavenlies. You know, sin, sin entered the world and changed everything. That's why we're going through such a mess. God never purposed it for like this. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, it says. And the whole account of a creation is in the first uh, chapter, uh, chapter one of Genesis. It describes all the six days of creation. And God says, it was good. Everything was good. So what takes something from being good to bad is when someone interacts and tries to reset it. So it's important that we understand this morning, it doesn't matter how many people want to bring a new reset, a great reset, as they call it, whatever, there is an intention that God placed in the beginning for us, for the best for us. And that's the, that's the setting that we need to understand, that nobody's going to change God's plans. They can try, they can attempt like the devil is. But the fact is that God is in control and God is on the throne and God will be there at the end as we will, the believers. As we know, sin entering the world changed everything. You know, you think about it. I always think about this. Adam and Eve were given a garden, given all the fruits of the tree. How easy is that? I mean, I'm struggling to grow anything in my garden at the moment but weeds. (laughs) Thanks for these guys who caused all that. But... um. Everything was there. People you say, well, you know, people quite often say the term life was not meant to be easy. Well, I think it actually was, but when sin entered the world, it changed it to being uneasy. You know, because of the sin, sin changes everything. And that was the first reset that took place. God set everything in place and said it was good. And then sin entered the world and changed it, reset it. And everything started to decay and everything went downhill very quickly and still is today. Because the world became a very wicked place. In fact, we see all through scripture of man going his own way, thinking he knows better than God. <clears throat> as, as it says, they want to be like God. They think I know better than God. But they don't. There's, nothing, there's nobody that knows more than God, as I think Sharon said this morning. Um so we see the penalty of sin of trying to reset against god is that you lose something you don't gain something the devil will have you believe that you gain something but you actually lose something when you turn your back on him adam and eve were kicked out of the garden they lost something great they were kicked out of the garden had to go fend for themselves hence that's why we have weeds in our gardens that's why we have thorns Every time I think about it, I have some words to him when I get into heaven. Uh, (laughs) But because of the sin, Adam and Eve were no longer allowed to be in that garden, and it separated us from life they had with God. In the garden, God himself walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. But that all changed. There was a separation that took place between God and man after that time. It started a decay of all sorts. And then we see nothing really happened after that garden. Nothing got better. you think that man would learn by their mistakes. They did the wrong thing before God, tried to reset their world, and uh, they saw the punishment of it, but they still went their merry way. So it says, because the heart of man is desperately wicked. The heart of man always turns to what is bad rather than turn to what is good, or to what they think will favour them in the long term. And we see another reset that takes place. So what God intended for good, the devil tries to make bad, and the devil tried to make things bad in the garden, and, it, and it's corrupted all the earth, as it says. It, created, it corrupted all of creation, the, the scripture tells us, not just mankind, but everything. Everything was corrupted in that moment. But what the devil tries to change, God will always conquer. And God looked down on the earth and saw how bad people would become, how evil they become, And it was time for another reset. This time it was the flood. God looked upon the earth. It says in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, And Jehovah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And Jehovah said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For I repent that I have made them. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And, the, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupted. For all flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth. This is what happens when man tries to reset what God has designed. But God is good. God always comes through in the end. And as we know the story of Noah, you know, the 40 days, 40 nights, the earth was flooded. God comes through, the doors open, and the righteous people of God come out. That's Noah and his family. And the great thing is, God always lets man know his plans and lets him know the covenant he has before him. And the great story in this is that God reset the earth again. He wiped out all the corruption, all the sin, and said, let's start again. I make a covenant with you. And of course, we know the story of the rainbow. Isn't it interesting how the enemy tries to capture that in a flag? Well, they haven't quite captured it because there's six colours in the rainbow flag. There's seven in God's perfect covenant rainbow. Six represents sinful man where seven is God's perfection. And we can see why it's got six colours. Further on, man continues to sin and to worship other gods. You think once again, God has reset it again. (laughs) You know, wiped out everyone. Let's start again. And yet man continues to sin. Archaeologists have dug up many artifacts and things from uh, years ago, just seeing how vile and how evil the world was and how it become again. As I said before, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It's, and Jeremiah asks the question, who can know it? Who can know it? Well, God knows it. I knew there was only one way to fix it. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is only one answer that could fix things all, uh, from all time. That is Jesus. Jesus is the answer. This is what I call the real great reset. This is the true great reset when Jesus came to earth. When God gave His only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the great reset where God had tried several things, but it hasn't worked. And now He says, what else have I got? I only have my Son I can give to reset and bring mankind right with God again. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Colossians 1, 13, For He has delivered us from the power of darkness as translated in the kingdom of his dear son. 1 John 3 8, for this purpose the Son of God was revealed that he might undo the works of the devil. You know, a lot of people don't even think about that. You know, we can preach the love of Jesus, and we certainly do. Jesus loves you, but we've got to tell you that there is another, there's an enemy, another foe that's against Jesus. And Jesus came for the reason to undo the works of the devil. So if we don't talk about the works of the devil, how do you know what is happening, what is going on? Because we are disciples of Jesus, we do what Jesus did. We also expose the works of the devil so people will be saved. You know, in the 80s I had lots of opportunities to do that, just sharing with people, just telling them what's going on in their world because we're heading to it once again where people are going, what is going on? Every time I turn on the newspaper uh, the, the TV, you don't turn the newspaper on. <laughs> Electronic newspaper, perhaps. I don't know. Um, every time we go to the news, we're just hearing bad news. We're hearing, you know, now bits of famines going on in certain parts of the world. Monkey box, every pox you can think of. You know, it's just it's just crazy um, what is going on. But I want to tell you this is all by the enemy, all all designed by the enemy. And um Jesus came to expose the works of the enemy. The devil is defeated, but he's still trying to bring down everyone with him. The devil knows he has a short time. He's got limited time and he's creating all sorts of destruction because he, he hates you because you, you remind him of God, because you're made in likeness and image of God. Genesis 1, 26. We were made in likeness of God and every time he looks at you, he hates you. And yet you have people that even will follow satan himself because they believe in some ways they will get some superpower and whatever but satan's not even loyal to those that follow him you've got to understand he's the father of all lies he's a deceiver he's the great ripoff not the great reset he's the father of all lies yeah the great reset so we've got the great reset of the world economic forum right now it's really run by the devil you know if you want to bring it right down to the core thing the World Economic Forum has been set up by the devil himself playing through people because the devil uses people as God uses people for his purposes. There are major groups and you go, well, how on earth do they get away with us? Well, they get away with it once because they got a lot of money back in them. Lots of uh, groups are involved with them, rich bankers, got lots of uh, think tanks, uh, Club of Rome, um, uh, the uh, Trilateral Commission... The Rothschilds families, Rockefellers, it goes on and on and on. There's a big cahoots that's been mounting for years. This has not just happened. You're seeing the effect of planning over 50 years going on. And I'll explain a bit more of that later on in the series. But uh, Colossians 2.8 tells us, Beware lest anyone rob you through philosophy and vain deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Christ. We cannot afford to listen to these people and they're sprouting off all their things, Klaus Schwab with his, his, well, he looks like an evil villain, doesn't he, out of, out, of, uh, <laughs> out of James Bond movie, Dr. Evil. And he is a Dr. Evil, and uh, he's sprouting out many things, and uh, you, you know what their plan for you is? Ultimately, that you own nothing. They're following an agenda called 2030, it was 2021 20, before that UN agenda, where you'll own nothing, it says in there, and I've got the video, I'll have to show you one week. You'll own nothing, guess what? You'll be happy. No, they'll be happy because they'll own everything, because you'll have nothing. That you'll have to rent everything, you won't have anything. They want to put you into smart cities. Now, who's heard the term smart? We've heard it, we've been brainwashed with smartphones, smart this, smart that. But people are not aware of smart cities. This has been an agenda of theirs for many years to push us into small cities where they can control us, have surveillance on us. If you want to get an idea what that looks like, have a look at China right now. They're on surveillance 24-7. You cannot cross the roads without them knowing what you're doing. Um, In fact, one guy did that, and he was fined within 20 minutes of crossing the road with nobody around. The camera picked him up, linked to facial recognition and uh, so forth. That is what they're planning for Australia too, by the way, if if you don't know that. This is the plan of of the great reset of their, their fraud reset is to control everybody. And how do you control everybody? You control them by uh, taking control of everything that they have. So that's why you'll have nothing, because they take it off you. They want to digitalize everything. That's why there's a push always to do away with cash. Keep using your cash, people. Keep using your cash, because they're looking at ways of trying to uh, break that. If you get rid of the cash, then you're left a digital currency, which they can control. We've already seen that with the freedom fighters in Canada. Their bank accounts were frozen. They could not use anything digitally because the government had actually controlled that. There is a deception that's trying to take control of, of you under the skies of it'll be good for you. How is that good for you if you own nothing? How is it good for you if you can't go out and do what you want when you want? That's where Harari um, Noah, uh, what's his name? (laughs) That dude uh, from the World Economic Forum actually said, he says, freedom is finished. There is no freedom. This is what he's saying. He's saying, there's no freedom because we control you. This is what he'd like to think. But little does he know, there is a God that's bigger than him. There's a God that has everything in control, and he will not succeed. Ephesians 5 six let no man deceive you with vain words of because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience therefore do not be partakers with them for you're once dark uh, you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of the light we now have to stand up and stand for what is true we need to stand and show the world what is truth because this deception is so strong it's coming through our radio it's coming through Our media its coming through the news articles, everything we've seen because these guys control it all. They buy it all. You wonder why the scripture says the root of all evil is the love of money. These people have stacks of money. We're not talking about guys that are millionaires. We're talking about guys that are trillionaires that have control over the finances of this world and been planning and plotting. Now, what, what do you want when you've got everything? So this gets back to the whole thing about being as a God these people got all the money in the world. They don't need anything, but they want control. They want to be as a God. So they put themselves up there. And the further you look into these things, the further you'll see how evil these people are. They have no consideration for you. They call us bottom feeders. Yeah, we're the bottom of the rank. We're useless. Uh, uh, Even a statement from What's his name again? I <laughs> forget his name. No, no, yeah, Yuval, Yuval, what a name, Yuval Noah Harari said there's too many people, we don't need them. They're useless. We don't need these people. Now he's been going around universities of the world proclaiming this, trying to brainwash us that there's too many people, we need to wipe some out of the system and um, create their reset, their reset where you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. I'm telling you, this has been going on behind the scenes, and that's why people go, the world is going crazy. What is going on? We cannot trust our governments. We cannot trust everything, anything that's going on anymore because they've somewhat taken control. And when you look at the World Economic Forum, you'll be interested to know who's been part of that over the years without us knowing about it. Even Scott Morrison was part of, involved with the World Economic Forum. Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister... Uh, Merkel from Germany. It goes on and on. Um, Macron from France. Each one of these all been part of the World Economic Forum. So it's like they've all been along and been trained in this thinking of this future great rich, as they call it, and um, have pushed them into places of power. There has been corruption, and you're about to see the corruption in America. America is, is really crazy right now, what's going on there. If you if you uh, listen outside the mainstream, because the mainstream is not reporting anything, but there's corruption galore going on in America. Their voting was, is corrupt, and they're about to prove that. They've proven already in one video. They're about to show you in another. So get ready for some crazy stuff to happen, because what happens in America flows onto Australia, and there's a connection in all that. There is corruption in our world that will be exposed. But I want to say today, the only real great, great reset is the reset of Jesus coming into our world to change mankind, to realign him with God, to realign us back to the real true setting that he put in place in the Garden of Eden. Man will try his ways, but God always wins out. God is good. God will always win. But to be part of God's reset, what Jesus came for, was to save the sinners. From themselves, You can see what sin does. All through the Bible, it shows you the effects of sin on mankind. But you don't have to be part of that. But you need to confess your sin of being part of that. And in Romans 10, 9, it says, If you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. If you confess the Lord Jesus, this is the reset of the heart. When we confess Jesus as Lord and Saviour, not just Lord, but Saviour as well, both together. Some love the fact of acknowledging Jesus as Saviour, but then they don't live as if He is Lord. The call for each one of us is to live a life obedient to Him. Allow God's great reset in us to take place that we should live for Him. Let's just bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You today that the true great reset is You, God, sending Your Son to the world to reset us, God, to be in alignment with You. Because all have gone astray. All have been led astray. Father, we need Jesus we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that Jesus stood in our place He bore all our sin upon himself. And today, oh God, we come before you. And Father, we just pray that you'd forgive us of our sins. And if you're out there today and you've never given your life to Jesus, you need to repent. You need to allow God to reset you. Become righteous in Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ this morning. I want to give you an opportunity. It's one prayer away. Just raise your hand wherever you are, and I will see that hand. And I uh, just want to pray for you. Amen. And see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this is the great reset. And the Bible continues to show you how to live from that beginning of that great reset to the end of time. And we'll be looking at that later as we flow through the book of Revelation. and things. But this morning, it's most important that you get reset by God. Turn away from your sins. Acknowledge Him as Lord and Saviour. Could everyone just repeat after me this morning? The sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin. And that you rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior and invite you to come into my life. I thank you now. Amen. In the, in the Hebrew context, the word amen means not just I agree, but actually means now I've heard, I now align myself with that word. That is the call for us all to align with the word of God this morning. Jesus is coming back, and I'm telling you, every day is one day closer. Are you ready? Will you be ready? Signs that are happening right now are showing us that the time is short. The signs have been signs that we've never seen before. I remember hearing 10 years ago of someone saying something like 95% of all prophecies have already been fulfilled. There's only another 5% to go. I'm telling you, there's a lot less than that now. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just pray as we finish off with this last song. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word, for your truth. And God, your call to us is to be ready to be ready for what you're about to do. Be ready. Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you that, God, you show us what is going to happen, that we can be ready for your return. Father, we thank you. We look forward to that day when we see you face to face. We give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.